Tonight in the weekly edition of It's a Wrap, the weekend review for Saturday, September the 24th, 2022, All Eyes on Israel. Prophetic events coming true right now. We're going to discuss it all tonight on The Last Christian Radio Show. Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and in just a moment, I'm going to be bringing in my co-host tonight, Mr. T.L. Farley. But before we get started, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're doing extremely well there, and that's blowing the mind of liberals around the world. That uh, that just delights me to death. Uh, Actually, our views are way up, but we need more subscribers to get to where we need to be. So if you have not subscribed to YouTube yet, please do that. Uh, We love your comments. Uh, We... Uh, we would appreciate any likes that you have for the part of the show and of course share the message not for the last Christian radio show not for JD Williams not for TL Farley but for the glory of Jesus Christ and now I'm going to bring in my co-host here on the last Christian radio show Mr. Terry Farley and Terry we have got a lot to discuss it's going to be it's going to be uh, fast-paced and it's all about prophecy tonight uh, in regard to the state of Israel and the upcoming rapture of the church. Amen. And first of all, I apologize for being late. They don't know that, <laughs> but you do. And I'm just, I'm still trying to smooth your feathers. Oh, anyway, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. It, it's, uh, you know, I, I, we just didn't have time for any kind of a pre-show or anything like that. So Terry has no idea where I'm going uh, with the show, well, he does. He has he has some kind of idea. But uh, anyway, uh, Terry, um, there is a lot going on. And you know, uh, just the other day, I had an opportunity to sit down with your son, Daniel Farley, who's been in Bible school for what now, four years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah, so um, anyway, there was an event that happened in Israel that we're going to discuss tonight. Um, it seems kind of benign to people around the world, but for those of us who are up to date on prophecy, it is a big deal. I mean, is it a really, really yeah, big man. deal? Would, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's bringing us right back to the Bible. You can't get any bigger than that. Right. Well, now, before before we get into that, like I said, you know, now this is our weekly edition of Wrapping Up the Week. And I think the best way to do that is, is just to kind of, let's look at the, uh, the news that's going on in the world right now. And this kind of covers the week, okay? It's just one minute. So uh, here we go. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. A Kremlin-orchestrated referendum got underway Friday in occupied regions of Ukraine that sought to make them a part of Russia. Here are some other headlines. World opinion shifts against Russia as Ukraine worries grow. Russian men join Exodus fearing call-up to fight in Ukraine. Dow hits 2022 low as markets sell off on recession fears. In-person voting started in Minnesota. Three other early states also start. 
Pro-government rallies continue to be held in Iran amid mass protests. Roger Federer bids farewell in his last match before retirement. Federer was bidding farewell Friday night with one of the last contests before he heads into retirement at age 41 after an illustrious career that includes 20 Grand Slam titles and a role as a statesman for tennis. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Okay, now you could see there what the world is most interested in because I would say 30 seconds of that was for Roger Federer. You know, so, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, you know, the, the world is all about entertainment. And, you know, I mean, I'm wearing my Texas jersey today. They were visiting, <laughs> visiting team. Uh, you know, now y'all know how that came out. So we're, we're not even going to discuss it. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I always wear the colors, uh, Terry. If, if it's home, I wear orange. If it's, if, it, if it's away, I wear white, just like the team. You know, I mean, that is my earthly joy. Okay, I've, I've discussed okay. that before. But anyway, I want, to right. get, I want to get right into this. Okay, now, um, it was discovered last week that, um, that there were cows, and I'm, I'm trying to make this as, you know, uh, lightweight as I can before I really bring in the heavy <laughs> artillery, okay? Okay. Uh, there were cows that arrived in Israel. And the world says, okay, big deal, right? And, uh, you know, uh, if, if I didn't know anything about the Bible, I'd say, oh, big deal, too. But let's yeah, live. Real. Okay, now, here's the deal. This was released by the, the uh, Watchman News. And, again, I am a member of the U.S. Press Association. So any kind of news clips that I play, I'm authorized to do that as a member of the U.S. Press Association. You guys can see my my uh, ID number up there, which is 80208-5263. Now, I want you to listen to this report. This is from the Watchman newscast. Uh, I played a part of this the other day. I don't usually bring clips back, but this is so important that uh, that I did uh, bring it back in a condensed form. So let's listen to this. For the first time in some 2,000 years, we can now say that unblemished red heifers are on the ground in Israel in 2022. Yes, it really happened late last week when five rabbi-approved red heifers arrived at Ben-Gurion Airport from Texas. Now, the cows were greeted at the airport by some 300 people and a welcoming ceremony. And if you're not familiar with the Law of Moses and Bible prophecy, you might be asking right about now, what's the big deal? Some red cows arrived in Israel. So what? Why should I care? And what's all the fuss about? Well, for starters, the law of Moses says that for someone to become ritually pure for sacrifice, the ashes of an undefiled red heifer are required. Historically, for a Jew to sacrifice in the temple in Jerusalem, this was an absolute must. More on that in a minute. The book of Numbers, chapter 19, verse 2, lays it all out saying, quote, this is a requirement of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish, and that has never been under a yoke. The only problem was that for the past 2,000 years, no such red heifer existed that we know of. Until now, evangelical Christian farmers in Texas, who are apparently very familiar with Mosaic law and the requirements, donated the heifers, and upon arrival in Israel, the cows were reportedly taken to a farm near Beit Shan, where they're currently under supervision and in a 10-day quarantine. 
Now, a group called Bonet Israel, I think I'm pronouncing that right, located the cows and helped facilitate this entire operation and get them to Israel. Pretty incredible work by Bonet Israel. Before the cows departed the U.S., a group of rabbis from the Temple Institute in Jerusalem even went to Texas and gave them the thumbs up. Five red heifers, unblemished, just as the law of Moses requires. Now, another major point here, and another reason why you should care about these cows, is that many in Israel and many prophecy watchers believe that the emergence of these red heifers after 2,000 years is one of the final steps towards the construction of a third Jewish temple in Jerusalem and the resumption of temple sacrifices. And they believe that means we are very close to the Messianic age. Remember, the first temple, Solomon's temple, was destroyed by the Babylonians, and then the second temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. Yet the Bible is clear that a third temple will be built and that it will stand in Jerusalem. Okay, now, Terry, um, as I said, we, we played that, I believe, on Thursday. Yes. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, wh wh when I discovered that, uh, I did a lot of research instantly mm -hmm. and found out the significance of it. And I mentioned it to you uh, that, um, you know, I knew that Daniel was in Bible school. I knew that he was up on this subject. And... Um, you were kind enough to to speak to him and ask him if uh, if I could interview him real quick about it. Yeah. And uh, he made time. And I feel like that his uh, interpretation of this far exceeds what uh, what was presented on the Watchman newscast. And yeah. I know that a lot of our uh, listeners and our followers on YouTube uh, are going to be very very interested in what Daniel has to say he is you know you, you can always learn something from people that are younger than yourself you know you don't always have to <laughs> look up at, at people right and so Dan, daniel's probably 30 years younger than me you know and yet i have tremendous respect for him because of his knowledge of the bible and i want you to listen uh terry to what he had to say as i interviewed him on this topic listen to this well, today we're talking about all the excitement that's been generated from the last couple of days, week or so, depending on when you're watching this, by the red heifers, which are now being sent from Texas to Israel. And the big question that everyone's asking is, why is this a big deal? Why are Christians talking about it? And what relevance does it have to scripture, prophecy, all that, all that good stuff? And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at Numbers chapter 19, which is the passage that concerns the teaching around the red heifer. And so starting in verse 1, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish, and on which no yoke has been laid. You shall give it to the priest Eleazar, and it shall be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. The priest Eleazar shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. The reason this passage is so intriguing and exciting and in some cases disconcerting to some people, is that the opening to the door of the, tab, the tent of meeting, that reference down in verse 4, is a reference to the opening or the entryway into the tabernacle, which is where the sacrifices took place in Moses' day. And the tabernacle, of course, as we know, looking at the whole of the Bible, 
specifically in the Old Testament, is the prototype or the precursor to the temple in Jerusalem, where the sacrifices continued all the way until 70 AD, when the temple was destroyed. And so the fact that red heifers are being sent to Israel implies, at least very strongly, that the Orthodox rabbinic tradition, uh, the Orthodox and the ultra-Orthodox for that matter, groups within Israel, are in some sense preparing to begin the sacrificial system, which means that they're going to need a temple. And the fact that they need a red heifer in order to christen that temple with the sprinkling of the blood implies that that's where we're headed, and that the temple and the rebuilding of that structure may be just around the corner, not off in the far-flung future, but we may be seeing uh, groundbreaking uh, very shortly. So this is, it's a major point of interest for those who are into prophecy, those who are concerned with uh, the teaching surrounding eschatology and the end times and the, the concerning of last things, because as far as those who are uh, oriented as myself are, uh, which is a tree, pre-trib position, pre-trib, pre-millennial position, is that there's going to be a third temple that will be rebuilt, and this will happen in Israel under the supervision, ultimately, of the beast, the Antichrist, the son of perdition who is going to lead the world in defilement and disobedience and use the temple as a point of creating and gendering peace between Israel and her enemies, and then ultimately as the focal point of his proclamation that he is God, which is referenced in Second Thessalonians as the final abomination of desolation. And so all of these things are happening very quickly, very rapidly. We're not quite sure how it's going to specifically play out, but we do know, of course, that the Lord is coming for us. And so we look to his, turn, his return and uh, his soon calling, and recognize that prophecy is being fulfilled. Let me ask you this question then. Is this going to be something that we should expect before or after the rapture of the church? Or do you have so any given idea? The fact that I'm, sure, well, given the ahead. fact that I'm of a pre-tribulation or a, a, a pre-trib, pre-millennial position, I would argue that it's going. we're going to be raptured before the temple actually is constructed, which means that the Lord is on the threshold. But obviously people who don't take that position are going to say, well, we're in the midst of it because we're going to live through this process. In any case, I do believe that the fact we're seeing this revealed is an evidence of the birth pains and the fact that we are, we're in the throes of the preparation for the time of Jacob's trouble. Okay. Now, Terry, uh, I didn't have a lot of time with Daniel. And yeah. I, think th I think that there is a couple of points here that I want to hit on. Number one, I want to know what the heck Jacob's trouble is. I mean, I know, but I want our audience to know yeah, what, what, what that's all about. And then the the other the other thing is is that he said that the temple was going to be built under the supervision of the Antichrist. Now that seems to imply that the temple is going to be built after the rapture of the church. Yet he comes in and says that it's going to be, um, you know, that, that the rapture could happen at, at any time. So I kind of want to clear up that point, too, and, and, and make that clear. So anyway, if, if you'll address those two topics, and then, uh, then, then we'll move on to, to the next one, uh, which is also all about uh, Israel. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he didn't reference, he didn't have time. He was swamped, and it was a, believe it or not, that was a spur-of-the-moment offering that, that he was so kind and gracious to jump in in the middle of all of his studies and uh, moving pianos and everything else on a busy Saturday morning. Um, so I love him deeply, and I'm very proud of him. Uh, but going back to it then, um, 
we don't know when uh, this is all going to take place, but certainly the Antichrist is going to be revealed at the beginning of the tribulation. Uh, the key thing here is the, the temple itself could be built beforehand, okay, before the tribulation starts. These are all things that are coming closer and closer. Everybody's watching the clock. Everybody's keeping track of the details as they come up. Uh, as an example, the red heifers, they've had red heifers that were perfect, and then they turned around three or four months afterwards, and the red heifer would have a gray hair uh, somewhere on its body, and they would have to discount it. I mean, just one gray hair. So that gives you an idea of where we're at on this thing. Uh, it's, it's going to be um, when in God's timing is really where we need to be continued looking uh, as far as what's going to take place. Uh, again, the only prophecy in the Bible that uh, is, is structured so that we are to be daily anticipating it is the rapture. Right, we'll get yeah. into that in just a minute, okay? Yeah. I, I don't want, okay. I don't want to jump I'm ahead sorry. too fast. And then refresh me, refresh me on anything I missed on terms of your questioning. Yeah, the other one was Jacob's trouble. I want you to uh, to you. explain that. I knew please. it was important, but but right. people have to understand the details are so many that it can very, you can get a wash in them very quickly. Right. The Jacob's trouble is a reference to the tribulation. And 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 the tribute Jacob's trouble is going to begin when the tribulation begins. Right. That's what it is. It's right. a very simple thing, and and scri all scripture backs this up. So I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I just wanted to clear it up for anybody that didn't you know that isn't up to speed. Good. No. Out there. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, now before we get into the next segment which, uh, again, yeah. is going to be about Israel because there's there's other stuff going on. I have to go back to the news earlier about Ukraine, uh, you know, where mm -hmm. uh, we, we mentioned this, I believe, on the rapture uh, alert on Tuesday that, um, mm -hmm. you know, Russia is planning war now. They have drafted over mm -hmm. 300,000 soldiers from the uh, civilian population. Uh, there's a referendum that took place on Friday to annex uh, some old members of the Soviet Union, and now those part those places uh, inside the Ukraine have now become a part officially of Russia. Yeah, Me meaning that when Ukraine attacks those areas in and around the uh, now closed nuclear plant, if they shoot mm -hmm. at a Russian soldier in those territories, it is just mm -hmm. like an attack on Russia itself allowing them to use any type of weapons that they want, including tactical nuclear weapons. This is significant, and it's something that, uh, that people need to be made aware of. Um, but again, before I get into more, I want to bring up something. Uh, I've got another podcast, Terry. Um, which yeah. is called It's Primetime Anywhere. That runs on Revelation Radio uh, at www.revelationradio.net every Monday and Friday at 9 p.m. Now, this week I have on that uh, particular uh, program there a, a lady that I think everybody is going to be very interested in hearing from. Her name is Beth Thorpe. Uh, she is the founder of the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation. Uh, you can find that at www.mitchellthorpe.org. Uh, and she has a book on the subject, uh, 
at www.anewcreation.org. And what this is, is her son was diagnosed with an illness that they never could figure out. He lived about five years, and, and, and then he succumbed to the, um, to the illness that doctors never knew about. And her foundation has now raised almost $3 million to help uh, children, uh, you know, help families that are having to endure that thing. And I want you to uh, pay attention to this because, again, now this, uh, this interview will air on um, Monday at 9 o'clock, www.revelationradio.net, um, and on the uh, Last Christian podcast uh, uh, platform as well. So uh, take a look at it real quick. Uh, the Mitchell Thor Foundation uh, was formed in 2009 in memory of my son Mitchell who passed away from an undiagnosed illness oh that took my husband and I all across the United States looking for answers uh, and in and out like hundreds and hundreds of different doctors in the different states and uh, still undetermined um, cause they could never figure it out uh, symptoms came on at the age of 13 he passed at 18 and uh, I told him he would not die in vain that we would carry his name out to help other families whose children are suffering from life-threatening illnesses diseases and disorders but it was really through that um, that's what the foundation is about and now we've um, given back over 2.8 million back into the community oh, helping wow. families Amen. Over the years now, now it's 13 years later, um, where I could see the fingerprints of God through it all. It took me um, literally that I wanted to write the book in our 10-year anniversary, but it, it just wasn't time yet. But it's right. all in God's perfect timing, right? Right, so, right. And, uh, but anyway, the foundation is um, doing that, carrying on his legacy, and um it's just how God wrapped his arms around us and took a tragedy and brought more people to Christ than we've ever seen through our story and through our walk and, um, and continues on that way. God bless you. Now, what's the name of the foundation and how, how can people donate to that? <clears throat> yes, it's uh, the Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, Mitchell Thorpe, T-H-O-R-P, dot org. And uh, they can go to the website. They can see us, what we're all about. Okay, so again, now that's going to be Monday, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Terry, believe it or not, we're almost completely out of time at this point. Uh, so I'm going to have to run through these really quickly because I know people are going to want to see this. So I'm just going to run them real quick, and then as we have time, we'll talk about it. Okay, here we go. All right. Israel is on high alert right now as the high holidays approach, and we see Hamas once again focusing on the Temple Mount, this Iran-backed terror group which rules Gaza with an iron fist and which is trying to increase its presence and influence in the West Bank, Judea and Samaria as I speak, has painted itself as the guardian of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which of course today sits atop the Temple Mount, to the point where Hamas in May 2021 instigated a war over the Temple Mount, and secondly, they tried to instigate another war this past spring, 2022. There was an increase in hostilities with Israel, of course, but ultimately, thankfully, a major war did not break out. But it seems that every time some sort of Jewish holy day, we had Passover, of course, in the spring, or now the high holidays are coming, every time some pivotal moment for Israel and the Jewish people comes up on the calendar, 
Hamas starts to levy threats and starts to talk about Jerusalem and the Temple Mount and how it is theirs and not Israel's. Well, newsflash, uh, Jerusalem belonged to Israel and the Jewish people, oh, I don't know, 3,000 years ago. Yeah, 3,000 years ago, and Jerusalem's not mentioned once in the Quran, so I think we know who actually owns it. Terry, we're literally mm -hmm. down to two minutes. And so what I want you to do very, very quickly, I want you to say a prayer for Jerusalem. Remember our time constraints here, but say a prayer for, for Jerusalem and also that this reaches someone out there and leads them to Christ. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all unrighteousness. We thank you for the privilege and honor, Lord, of, of approaching the throne of grace boldly as uh, Paul instructs us. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just pray for Jerusalem. We thank you for that honor, as you have told us in your word, Lord, that you would bless those who pray for Israel, that pray for Jerusalem specifically. And we do, Lord. We thank you again for that privilege and honor and for your power and grace that shall be with them, Lord, throughout this, throughout the tribulation. You are returning at the end of the tribulation to come and get them, Lord, and, and lift their hearts. I pray that many will hear the word and will receive you so that they can go into rapture before. I thank you and praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, now we are basically completely out of time at this point, Terry, but uh, I do want to very quickly mention that uh, Terry does have a book in its fifth edition called Blast Off Repeal More. Uh, and it's going to help you understand what's going on right now. So I, I urge everybody to take a look at that. He also has a program tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time called From the Eye of the Storm. That's on Revelation Radio. That's at www.revelationradio.net. And I encourage people to go there as well. Look, time flew by here, but it's not near as fast as what the rapture is going to be. The rapture is going to happen so fast that you're not even going to know what happened. You're going to be here one day. Mm -hmm blink of the eye and you're not the next and you don't want to be one of those people that is still here to see what happens next now if we are lucky enough to have a tuesday we'll be back with another edition of the rapture alert and in it of course we prepare you for that glorious second so un until tuesday everybody we wish you a great weekend go to church tomorrow and god bless you Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.